I saved the world from an alien invasion. I saved a girl from a runaway car. I saved a pound by stealing some biscuits. <laughs> Can you work out who we are? Yes! Thank you for listening to Consultants. We may occasionally make your details known to other programs. If you do not wish to receive these broadcasts, please tick the box and then destroy your radio with a big hammer. <laughs> Good morning, Machiavelli. How are you? Good morning, Signor Borgia. All the better for seeing you with your nice haircut. Are you wearing pomade? Oh, yes, yes, I am. Oh, it smells lovely. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Machiavelli. Now, listen, I'm expecting the Pope to come around for a very important meeting. You'll let me know as soon as he's here. Will do, Mr. Borgia. You're the boss. Pomade. He ain't the boss of me. Hiya. Oh, hello, the Pope. Is it Mr. Borgia in? Um, I think so. I'm not sure. Now, listen. You know he's always turning up later these days. Is he? Yeah. I'd be much better at doing his job. Really, I would. <laughs> no, hang on, Machiavelli. You tried this before. Oh, is that new regalia? He's ever so smart. Oh, well, thanks very much. Oh, no. You're not getting around me like that, Machiavelli. <laughs> I know what you're like. Uh, now, look. Is he in? Yeah, he is. But, and I'm not being funny. He said he don't want to speak to you. <laughs> oh. Do you know if you got that edict that I sent to him? I'm not sure. Excuse me. No, I don't think he did. <laughs> now, I'm not stirring, right? But uh, Mr. Borgia said the doctrine you sent over last week was a rubbish. You shut up on your face! No, no, no. Don't be too hard on yourself, the Pope. We all are making mistakes. I don't. I'm the Pope. Oh, right. It's just so Mr. Borges says you was fallible. Did he now? And he said you was fat. Right. You get him in here. Well, he ain't gonna like it, but... Mr. Borgia! Yes? Oh. Oh, hello, the Pope. What's this about me being infallible? Eh? About my edicts being wonky? Sorry, Mr. Borgia. I tried to cover for you, but he insisted. What? Well, I, I ain't never seen no papal edicts for ages. Machiavelli said you was getting a lazy because you was on his source. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Drunk and fat, am I? Why, I got a good man to excommunicate you. Hang on, hang on. I see what's going on here. Give me them bits of paper, Machiavelli. They're private. And the Pope. <laughs> Look, that's my papal seal. What's going on here? Yeah, explain it yourself, Machiavelli. Um, well, uh, who here likes a pizza? <laughs> eh? Well, you both have been working so hard and you both are so handsome, I arranged a special pizza breakfast at the trattoria around the corner. Surprise! Oh, thanks, Machiavelli. <laughs> yeah, that's a really nice. Now you go ahead. I'll see you down there in two minutes. Okay. Phew, that was a close one. <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've been enjoying the wedding so far. Before we play the traditional closing medley of Lady in Red, <laughs> Wonderful Tonight, and Come On Eileen, <laughs> we'd like to play for you an original number. 
Drunken uncles are waltzing on the marquee parquet flooring. The finger buffet has been demolished and the British rain is pouring down. The ground is squelching. The best man is cracking blue jokes and belching. As we toast the husband and wife on the happiest day of their life. A reception is a celebration of the successful administration of a lifelong collaboration of souls. An association of relations, a time for every generation to unwind. Grandma's lost her medication, let's not worry ourselves. Drunken uncles are weeing in the fantastic plastic marquee guttering. The seating plan has gone wrong and certain relatives are muttering, Well, I'm not going to sit next to her. She was rude about that hat I wore last year. She's got a nerve, the old cow. If the wine wasn't free, I'd have gone home by now. A reception is an invitation to an accumulation of temptations, a collateral disintegration of relations, and sometimes a fight, a chance for miscommunication, and bucks fizz fueled accusations. Grandma's in ventricular fibrillation, she'll be alright. Drunken uncles are comatose to the indignant toes of their red-faced spouses. They've fallen in the cake and tried to make excuses for looking down the bridesmaid's blouses. The best man doing quite the worst thing imaginable, lighting his farts spread eagled on the top table. The vicar is looking quite vexed. He need worry. It's his turn next. The culmination of her deception is indiscretions and incapacitation Perhaps a trip to the police station, who knows? Now Grandma's covered in perspiration Doing a very possible imitation of Malena Dietrich Perhaps we should go Drunken uncles have repainted the toilets with coronation chicken A group of relatives down from Scotland are giving the best man a proper kicking But the bride couldn't care less about the booze and the bus stops and the excess Hers is the joy bridal, her husband is here and he idolizes her and so, after all the preparation and the presentation, all the desperation and the trepidation, the happy couple are on their way. Leaving behind them the devastation and the marquee mutilation, the indiscretions, the aggravations, a shout, hip, hip, hooray, for they are man and wife, and this is the happiest day of their life. For goodness sake, Perry, turn that racket off. Sorry, Michael. A barbershop is no place for a transistor. And come away from the window, it's unseemly. But look, Michael, look out on the streets. See that fella there? He has at least an inch over his collar. And, oh, my giddy clippers, that Gittings boy. It looks like he's wearing a mop. Stop playing with those scissors. I've got to keep my skills sharp somehow, Michael. We've not had a customer in months. Where did it all go wrong? I'll tell you where it all went wrong, Perry. It's 1964. The whole world's gone mop-top. <laughs> Our ways are the ways of the past. We're trapped in a world that doesn't understand us and doesn't care. Well, we need to do something to drum up trade. I am not walking the streets dressed as Brill Cream again. <laughs> no, not, not that, Michael. 
I, I thought... Don't even say it, Perry. I think we should... Don't, Perry! I think we should go unisex. No! <laughs> I will not have ladies beneath my pole. <laughs> They're too complicated. I mean, what are they? I don't know, Michael. I've never met one. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them in the grocers, but what is a perm? Is lipstick sticky? All I do know is that if we don't accept them, we'll go bankrupt. If we go unisex, we'll be the barber black sheep of the barber's guild. The guild is a spent force, Michael. Something has to change or our barbering days are over. Either we pack it in or go unisex. Which would you rather, hey? Oh, bloody hair. All right, then. You won't regret this, Michael. So, this is your preliminary scan, just so we can see everything's developing normally, okay? Yes. yes. So, if you look at the screen there, you can see the head, there are the legs. Oh, look at that, little, little toes even. Oh, baby's little toes. Oh. Now, would, would you like to know what it is? Oh, we don't mind either way, really. No, no, not at all, but it, it might help with the name and everything. So, yes, what, what is, is it? it? It's a snob. <laughs> oh... Yes, you see the little top hat there and the monocle? You know, just perched next to the tiny nose which is upturned in disdain as it huffs around the womb. You're going to have a lovely little toff. Oh, mm. well, you seem a bit disappointed. Well, it's just that we were hoping for an urchin. Yeah. Maybe even an orphan. Yeah, they're cheaper to feed. <laughs> Maybe it's good that it's a snob. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good reason to improve ourselves. We could buy a horse. Learn to speak opera. And if we need a bit of financial help, we can take the silver spoon out of his mouth and flog it. Come on, let's get down Mother Care and swap his bib for a tuxedo. I think you'll understand. Bless my scissors, Michael. I don't understand it. We've been unisex for months, but no women, no men, nothing. Not a sausage. No, the place is all prettied up. Got ourselves a perming engine and a radio tuned to them pirates. Hello, Penny. Michael. Oh, hello, Constable Burnley. Not seen you in here for a while. No, I've, uh, let it grow a bit. We can see that, Burnley. It's poking out from under your helmet. Very modern. Well, sorry, Michael. No, no, Bernie. It's your personal choice. I snipped and trimmed my way through Dunkirk so that the men of Britain could be free to quaff as they please. <laughs> Even if it is like flocculent cavemen. So, the usual, Bernie. Well, actually, I came in mainly to, um, well, well, I dared you let women in now. I thought I'd come and have a look. Oh, yeah? Well, where else am I going to meet any? There's none at the police station or the pub or the football. I can't just go up and talk to them in the street, can I? <laughs> what would I say? True. So you don't want doing, then? Well, well, while I'm here, I'm in your hands. Well, you wouldn't mind if we gave you a lady cut, would you, Bernie? We need the practice. No, no, whatever you think. Obviously, uh, obviously, Perry will do the nape, the ears and the bangs. And Michael will handle the frizz and the fiddlies. OK. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, then, let's pop you into the machine. Barnet, Bernie, you look smashing. Wow, I never realised I was so pretty. But, uh, so, so what do you call this? A demi-wave and champagne highlights. Oh. <laughs> do you know, I feel so confident. I can't wait to show the lads. Actually, Bernie, why not show the ladies? 
It could be quite a talking point. Hey, you're right. This hairdo could be just the common ground I've been waiting for. Well, then, something for the weekend, Bernie? What? What, like a kite or a hammer? No. <laughs> no, something for the weekend. Oh, oh, yes. You know, I think I will. Thanks, Michael. And if any ladies ask where you got your hairdo, don't be shy to tell them. Hello, Canadian 453, Anthony Barton speaking. Dad! Ah, Tom, how's the sailing going, eh? Dad, there's been an accident! Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll put your mother on. Oh, oh no, she's not back from the supermarket yet. She wanted to get some dill for this new recipe. You know, something to do with a, a trout and some brie, I think. Dad, please, listen. The radio's gone. My mobile's nearly dead. The rudder's sheared off and the satellite navigation system's gone down. Right. So you want some money, I suppose. <laughs> and now it's time to get down with our bad selves as we chill out to the sounds of the consultant's radio archive. This week it's an episode of their patently unscripted boarding school romp, The Boys of St. Passeries. The end of term approaches, and the headmaster has an important announcement. Silence! Some, some, children. Today is school sports day, a time to celebrate fair play and sportsmanship. However, if any boy fails to win a race, he will be beaten. Now, if Mr. Forbes Butter has waxed his pipes, we shall sing hymn number 182... Milk, milk, lemonade, round the back, the chocolate's made. What ho, Rice? Why so glum? It's sports day. Oh, I can't hack sports day, Wilfen. I feel such a lump. The headmaster will cane me for sure. Which event are you going in for? Well, I thought I'd give the punctuality race a go. And the winner of the punctuality race is Manly Chesterton. What a funk, I missed it. That manly Chesterton's just too darn timely. He wins everything. Yes, but he does have dreamy thighs. <laughs> what did you just say, Rice? Uh, I thought uh, I'd tell I'd like a cream pie. Yes, uh, uh, cream pie, yeah. Right. And he's got a cracking ass. Look, <laughs> oh, look, here comes Pilkington. Poopy loopy, Pilksy. Quit your jibber jabber, chaps. I have a proposition. We have to win an event soon, or the head will cane us till we go Dutch. Crikey, yes. Well, I'm too spivvy to pull anything off on my own. And rice is little more than a fat jelly with a mouth. Word. So, why don't we enter a race together? Would all boys taking part in the three-man pedalo race make their way to the boating lake? Perfect! Your box. Get set. Pedalo! Sit rice, pop those lardy legs. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a sailor. Swing her starboard, Pilksy. Are you sure, Wilson? What about that swan? <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, the, the swan's caught in the chains. I can't pedal. Dudley Sutton, we're careering towards Wilderness Island. Oh, well, that's torn it. We're marooned. Oh, look, we could be stranded here for days. What will we eat? Hold up. Look, an old hamper. 
cool, look at that. Some old pork sandwiches and an empty bottle of conch cider. We can blow on the bottle to call for help. <laughs> Phew, those fumes are pretty strong. Let's have a blow, Wilson. No, I found it, it's mine, I'm speaking. Right, we should scout round the island and find something to cut the swan free with. But oughtn't we just stay here? They might send out a rescue pedalo. You're either with me or against me, fatty. I'm the one with the conch. Gosh, Wilson, without adult supervision, you've gone awfully savage all of a sudden. I'm sick of your blubbering rice. I'm the boss of this island, and you'd do well to do as I say. Come on, pilks. Let's smear our faces in mud and hunt some pigs. No matter, I'll make my own friend by skewering one of these old pork sandwiches on top of a stick. I shall call him Lord Sandwich. Hello, Rye. Oh, how do you do, Lord Sandwich? Where are your friends? Wilson found some cider and went feral. You must kill them both, Rye. God, must I? We can blame it on the swan. There are enemies, Rice. Here they come. Get me that cider. Still here, Rice. Pilts and I had a marvellous time. He said he couldn't hold his breath underwater for four minutes, but I held him under for at least five, didn't I, Pilks? Yes, Wilson, you really showed me. <laughs> Enough of your juggins, Wilson. Give me that bottle. Chant. It's mine. It's not yours. It belongs to Lord Thamwich. You've gone crackpot, Rice. Why, you little... Stop it, you two. We must work together. Give me that cider. There. Devon, cream rice? What, what have I done? My head hurts. Oh, I've been a fool, Wilson. I let a talking pork sandwich come between me and my crewmates. Well, let's give that sandwich to the swan. He must be pretty peckish by now. That seems to have sent it merry mental. If he keeps flapping and kicking like that, the pedal will take off. I reckon we can get out of here double fast with him powering us. <laughs> and as Pedalos approach the finishing line, it's Murray, Ackroyd, and Morales in the lead. But, but who's this? Streaking from around the corner of Wilderness Island. <laughs> Zowie! Surprise first place goes to Wilson, Pilkington and Rice. What a splendid performance, boys. Thanks, Thanks Headmaster. Just a moment. An outboard swan with performance-enhancing sandwiches? <laughs> that in itself deserves a beating. Then I shall beat you for failing to win an event. Then I shall beat you for enslaving a swan. And then, as it's sports day, I shall beat you in an attempt to break my all-time beating record, which currently stands at 120 wax. Bend over. Some sum, children. And a dumb, dumb, dumb headmaster. Welcome back. You join us live at Wembley Arena for the Heavyweight Boxing Championship of the World and we can look forward to ten rounds of high-octane action. And the referee's chicken jail phrase is now ready. Delicious tender pieces of chicken there in a medium-hot sauce. Of course, last time these two met, Lewis took a dive in the fourth. 
Sterling rather an odd place for them to share a beach holiday. And Lewis comes in with a phenomenal punch. Quite strong, very fruity, and the umbrellas on the glasses, a very nice touch. And now Tyson twisting and weaving as Lewis really shows him the ropes. Nice that they share such a fascinating hobby. Oh, now that was a bit below the belt. The referee zips it back in. I don't think anyone saw. And goodness me, it looks like Lewis may be going down for the count. The count smiling and shaking his head. Perhaps another time. Careful, Perry. I don't want the fringe doing. Don't clip me bandana. I'll get one of the girls to do me sideboards later. Oh, hello, Constable Burnley. How's married life treating you? Oh, three years in, going strong. Bloody hell, fellas, it's changed in here. What's that smell? Incense. Oh, well, I wondered if I could swap this beehive for a twiggy. <laughs> well, yes, but that's very outmoded, Bernie. You should just grow it long like we have. Well, I, I don't think the superintendent would like that. He prefers a more geometric, structured style. I know. I gave him a Mary Quant last week. <laughs> but you should come here in the evenings, Bernie. It's ram-packed with young men and women enjoying their hair at length as nature intended it. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Relax. Perry, pop an espresso in the perming engine for Bernie. Will do, man. Oh, heck, I've got shampoo on my bongos. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think you might be going a bit far. I appreciate what you've done for this town, breaking down barriers between the sexes and that, but 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 in here I can't tell who's who and what's what. Me, Michael, you wearing a dress? It's a caftan. Oh, here's one thing, Michael, but that's too much. That's sickening. I'm shutting you down. I'm sorry. They can't do that, Michael. Yes, they can. Heck, we'd have gone bust anyway. The longer the hair gets, the less money we've got coming in. We don't even make anything from something for the weekend machine, what with all these pills they've got nowadays. <laughs> but I can't go back to what I was. A stooge to conservatism, too scared to look a woman in the eye, let alone trim her bob. <laughs> Besides, I think this henna really suits me. I don't mean give up. We've done a lot for the folks round here with our tonsorial radicalism. Perhaps it's time we moved on. Yes. Yes, we could. How about San Francisco? Or Cardiff? Hi, this is Alison. I'm not here right now. Leave your message after the beep. Hello, I think this is the wrong number. I was actually trying to buy a fruit press, so sorry. Uh, goodbye. Gosh, Alison, wasn't it? I used to know a girl in Derby called Alison, missing a toe on one foot. Very good at chess. <laughs> Probably not you, though, is it? Anyway, I should go. Nice speaking to you, Alison. Um, well, ah, my name's Ben. And, well, perhaps you might like to meet for a drink? No pressure, it's just uh, difficult to meet people sometimes. Don't you find when you're on the train or just walking about late at night seeing rows and rows of houses and you wonder, who lives in all these houses? Who are they? What do they do? Uh, such a big city. Uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, isn't it? So, sorry, sorry, I'm waffling. Typical me. Let's just meet and have a drink and see how it goes. And if you want to take things further, let's not rush things. <laughs> I don't want to get into anything too heavy too soon. I mean, that's the last thing I need. I'm not lonely. Me? Lonely? Heavens no. No. But 
if you were to think that, then we'd, we'd probably have to leave it. Well, sounds like you've made your mind up. No, Alison. No, no, we're going to have to let it go. Actually, I've got uh, quite a lot of things I'd rather be doing. Thank you very much. You really know how to hurt someone. Don't ever try to get in contact with me again. Changing my number, goodbye. Well, Miss Lloyd, I'm pleased to say that I'm going to be able to remove your bandages much sooner than anticipated. You will, of course, have quite a lot of swelling and bruising around the eyes and lips, so please don't expect too much at this early stage. I'll remove the bandages now. I hope that's not painful. Here we go. Nearly done. Just one more. There. And... Ah. So, uh, here's a mirror. Are you pleased? Now, don't try to speak. Just nod or shake your head. That's where I left my keys. <laughs> oh, the English rag is a song we sing When it goes skew-whiff When anything is not quite as it should be Not tickety-boo If tempers are raised If there's a hullabaloo For the Englishman is born and bred To think one thing and say the other instead he won't make a fuss, he'll just pour another cuppa And then he'll murmur through his stiff-lipped upper Excuse me, please No, after you I'm terribly sorry How do you do? It really is the most dreadful weather Is that the time? Well, well, I never You do the English rag in the restaurant When you served a plate of something that you didn't really want the bread is stale, the wine is corked You said you were a vegan, but they've given you pork You'll never criticise and you'll never be capricious They could serve you sick, you'd say it was delicious That's the way that you complain when you're doing the English rag Oh my God, if we were French or Italian Slicked back hair, mohaired and medallions Sipping an espresso, gesticulating Politics and papacy, frantically debating When the English have a little get-together They put on a pair of cords, talk about the weather As far as they're concerned, we used to rule Britannia With a well not a tired nice table manures So, it's a hello there How do you do? Oh, you came down on the M3 too Have you met my wife? She's as bland as me Lovely weather, oh, Ooh, a, a cup, cup of tea Cries you might, it's difficult to rile an Englishman You can never get his pile up unless you go for his jugular vein His sense of fair play, that'll drive him insane Nothing in the world will annoy him greater Than standing on the left of the escalator Jump a cue or don't wait your turn He'll raise his voice and will get quite stern Well, this really won't do No, I'm quite appalled It's just not cricket, but it's probably my fault So we'll say no more, except say sorry I can't blame you, you were probably in a hurry Anyway, it's lovely weather, apart from the rain Well, well, I never, it's time for the archers, cheerio And back into his shell he'll go, we toe the line, we play the game We never win it, cos it always rains, show some restraint No one likes a whinger, even the men lie back and think of England Don't do us down for our moderation, we're mild at heart, we're a humble nation We don't mind, we've got low expectations, doing the English rag Oh, yes we are just come down with doing the English rag. The Consultants was written and performed by Neil Edmund, Justin Edwards and James Rawlings, with the voice of Geoffrey Wheeler. 
Additional material was written by James Eldred, and music and noises came from George Cockrell, Justin Edwards, Jerry Peel, Arnold Witterson, and Justin McCarroll. The producer was Will Saunders. Thank <laughs> you.